Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change. In May 2021, one of a nation's strictest abortion measures, banning procedure as early as six weeks into a pregnancy, was signed into law in Texas and opened the doors for almost any private citizen to sue abortion providers and others. Women across the country raised their voices in protest over this latest attack on their bodies and prepared for the coming battle in the courts to defend Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade is the landmark 1973 decision establishing a constitutional right to the procedure. With the current conservative justices sitting on the Supreme Court, the possibility that the decision might be overruled is very, very real. On Sunday, October 24th, there'll be a rally in Ann Arbor, Michigan, to protest the recent passing of Senate Bill 8 in Texas and an abortion case being on the upcoming Supreme Court docket. The rally is being hosted by the Luna Doula Support Network's Luna Doula Collective. The collective's mission is to provide compassionate support free of charge to individuals experiencing pregnancy loss or termination. This student organization has a mission to normalize social discourse surrounding reproductive health. Ashita Shukla joins us from Lunar Doula Support Network to not only talk about the rally, but the organization's approach of working through community education and training to advocate for appropriate sexual and reproductive health care. Ashita, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I am here today with a representative of the Lunar Doula Support Network. I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you about the Lunar Doula Support Network and why we're talking to them today. This is really a build-up till Sunday. I want something I want everyone to know about. I hope everyone comes up to Ann Arbor, but um, I'm going to let Isha take it away. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Ishi Shukla. I got I, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am currently the president of the Lunar Dula Support Network. We are a student organization at the University of Michigan, and um, we basically work with the nonprofit, the Winner Dua Collective, and they are like our parent organization. And so their mission is to provide compassionate support free of charge to individuals experiencing pregnancy loss or termination. So just how you can have a doula for childbirth, having a doula for uh, abortion and miscarriage, and the vision of both of these organizations is to create a world where people of all identities have access to competent and affirming support during all reproductive health experiences, and so that's just a little bit about who we are and what we do. Um, we have, like, four amazing teams that are a part of research, community engagement, that put on amazing workshops, 
like, for example, how to talk to a loved one who's gone through abortion. And then we have an education team that also puts on presentations, for example, social media and miscarriage when um, Chrissy Teigen last year had posted about her miscarriage. And we also have an amazing PR and marketing team that's doing the fundraising for this rally. Um, and so, yeah, that's just a little bit about us. Well, you know, one of the things lately, I mean, I've started to hear people talk more. I mean, many people think about doulas and think about childbirth. But lately, you've started to hear about doulas dealing with even adults who are going through the death process as part of hospice. But like you said, when you talk about Chrissy Teigen, mm-hmm. and who are there for women who have lost their child through miscarriage or had to make the decision? Okay, and, it, and you know, and, and it's a, a, a weighty decision. You know, you sometimes hear you people who are anti-abortion talk like, you know, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to get my mani-pedi and then have an abortion. It's not that. It's a mm-hmm. weighty decision. And there's things that you deal with afterwards. You know, the fact that you are working with a parent organization that provides doula support and you recognize that, what drew you to that? Yeah, um, so I completely hear you with the purpose of needing, like, the emotional, physical, um, and even informational support because that is lacking currently for those who are undergoing miscarriage, stillbirth, or pregnancy termination. But, um, like, as it comes to lost doulas, like, you don't have to be a medical professional to be able to provide emotional support, and you don't have to be a doula even to be able to provide support to someone who's going through any of these things. I think the world could do with a little bit more compassion and so in terms of all, like, that's kind of where we understand we are mainly just students. We don't have the background, hopefully yet, <laughs> um, to be able to provide, like, the medical support. But even medical professionals, whether or not this is their responsibility, I suppose there's a lot of debate surrounding that, but even they don't provide good, like, after abortion support, um, and I can't imagine getting an abortion right now, even um, specifically for pregnant people in Texas, what that's like, or even in the states surrounding Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought that this would be a weight that your generation would have to, you know, be still fighting for. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, Roe versus Wade passed, and we sort of thought it. We expected, um, you know, pushback. And I can tell you, like, I want to say, like, about the time Bush got uh, <laughs> elected, the second Bush, mm-hmm. I started thinking, like, we got to vote. We got to vote. Come on, women. We've got to vote because you started to hear, like, this conservatism. And I would always say Supreme Court justice, Supreme Court justice. Mm. And we lost, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And then we saw what the last administration did. It was mm-hmm. like that it was, I, you know, part of me just, like, felt like, what could I have done more to stop this? And here it is. And here it's affecting that continuing generations, and not just you. I mean, generations that come even later. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just amazing to me. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I was born during the second Bush presidency. Um, so to me, like Roe v. Wade, when we're taught about it in history class, seems like, oh, it was so long ago, right? Like, it's as old as my parents, which is kind uh-huh. of crazy because my parents aren't that old yet. Uh-huh. But um, in terms of the continued fight, I think 
I want. I wish we could stop fighting because there's so much more that we could have if we just let it be and worked on improving access instead of just focusing constantly on having the choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is just crazy. Before we, um, you're not just talking about, I mean, the rally is against what happened in Texas, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's not an isolated incident. What else is, like, really, like, turning up the heat on it? Do you see something like this happening in Michigan? What are some other, I mean, and I've already heard that Florida is is poised to pay off something similar. Who else have you heard that, you know, really said, you know, we got to get people out here to rally against us? Yeah, I think amongst the people who I've, you know, been very fortunate to work with as a part of LDC and LDSN, this fear of having Roe v. Wade overturned has been there since last year, since, like you mentioned, Michelle, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing last year. It really struck a chord with some of us, uh, and we knew that it was just a, it's just a matter of time, honestly. I think Rewire News Group had even, like, published five court cases to be watching out for that could overturn Roe v. Wade, and even the Supreme Court docket scares me <laughs> quite a bit because it seems like we're going backwards sometimes, but shouldn't freedom be <laughs> the way forward? Um, but yeah, even though we live in Michigan and we're miles, hundred like hundreds of miles away from Texas, we are not far from what their reality is right now. Uh-huh. I think passing, like I think, I know there's some people in the state legislature here who are trying to pass a law in, in Michigan. So if Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion would still be legal because that's not the case right now. But there's just so much to fight uphill in terms of that. And there's going to be so much opposition um, just looking at what our makeup of the two parties are right now. But hopefully, I, I am hopeful. I really do think there is a way around all of this politicizing of pregnant people's bodies because it doesn't need to be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, one of the things that, well, let's take a break. And then I want to really talk a little bit about the issues and the rally. So we'll be right back, okay? Sounds good. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com. And we're back here on Collections by Michelle Brown. You know, one of the things we we started talking about what happened in Texas, and, you know, there's a a few things. Okay. And what I'll do is I'll, like, I want to put some questions to you and let you talk about it because you you told, I saw that in your invite to me to come to to the rally. One Mm -hmm. of the things that people will say is, you know, abortion. It's 100% about abortion about women's rights, but it was also brought up, and which, you know, I know, but I'm going to let you explain it a little better, that many people, and some of my listeners are members of LGBTQ plus community, who might mm-hmm. say, well, you know, well, maybe for a lesbian, but is that really our issue? Why is it an LGBTQ issue as well? 
Would you want me to answer that right now, or would you want me to? Sorry. Um, you can answer that. Okay. Right yeah. Now. It's an LGBTQ issue as well because women aren't the only people who can get pregnant, and the truth is that BIPOC and LGBTQ folks are at a greater risk of being criminalized for pregnancy compared to their white counterparts. I know there's a case right now in Oklahoma, I think, about a woman who is on trial for having a miscarriage, um, and she's looking at facing four years in prison. And that is crazy to me because a miscarriage scientifically is just a natural like process of your body saying this wasn't the right time for you and this isn't just going to affect people who are um, in heterosexual relationships anyone could parent anyone can parent and so it's it really it affects all of us and it affects some groups more than others and that's very important to notice too because even access to abortion care and support is important for everyone but it's harder to access for marginalized communities and for even receiving like gender affirming care during your abortion you know mm-hmm. so the issue is deeper than just someone getting an abortion and that someone usually being a white woman you know mm-hmm. now you know i was listening to and I can't even think of a name to call this individual who was talking about in Texas and um, and many across the country, okay, they say even in a case of rape or incest, that they, they don't want to allow abortions. And this person was saying, um, well, you know, it could turn out all right, and the women could be better it. When you hear that, I mean, mm-hmm. besides just wanting to go and scream and then finding him and just like slapping into him to senselessness, when you hear that, how does that make you feel? And what do you want to say to uh, these people who want to say, oh, every, every life matters and somehow or other everything will work out okay? I think for me, the reason shouldn't even matter. You, No one has to give you a reason for why they're having an abortion in the first place. If such a thing like rape or incest did happen, like they, no one has to confide that in you for, your, for their abortion to be okay. Whatever their reason is, is enough for them to want one, and that should be enough for them to get one. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a very deeply personal decision. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you said that, you know, it's going to go. And when the Supreme Court, I mean, first of all, it also bothers you, like you're putting a bounty on women yeah. on providers, you know. Okay. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you do that? And how does the Supreme Court then, you know, this has been going back and forth, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. Right. As you understand SBA, can you explain that to people? I mean, it's just like, I mean, that's that's the only word that, that makes sense to me, is you're putting a bounty on women, you're putting a bounty on people who provide the service. In some ways, you're almost putting a bounty on their families. And, you know, mm-hmm. that to me is just like crazy. And where is the outrage? Because, you know, in Africa, they had had this, they had a very homophobic law, and I, I can't remember which country it was, where they had said that if someone was gay, that they put a bounty on them. And then if their family didn't turn them in, that they could go to prison too. Now, there was outrage about that. But this, where's the outrage? Mm. 
Yeah. I think we're very desensitized to understanding even what the nature of this law is and the extent to which it causes harm because I think as a person who lives so far away from Texas, there is no outrage here because we just don't feel or see the implications of it. Um, At the same time, the part about the bounties, it's there to isolate you from your support system and I just cannot imagine how that's supposed to, like if you find out you're pregnant, you would want to lean into your support system, right? And no pregnancy decision is made in a bubble. But it's almost like this law wants you to make it in a bubble, make it just by yourself and realize that you're the only one who can make this choice and rely only on yourself. Because if you tell anyone else, then you're calling in all this other trouble, which it isn't supposed to be trouble or hassle or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I also think the people who wrote the law, they don't understand what they've written. Um, but they do understand that by not allowing the state to enforce it, they have created ultimately something really obviously really hard to challenge in court, but also just um, really isolating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they were saying, you know, because, I mean, when you listen to different media sites, and, mm-hmm. you know, some of them were saying, oh, well, you know, they can just go someplace. But I was listening, and like you said, we talked about people of color, but also people who who are poor. Mm-hmm. I like one of the nearest places was to go to Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you you know, you might not have the funds to get to Louisiana. What if you have to stay <clears throat> overnight or something? You might not have the means. So it's really like people say, well, they're not. It's just in Texas, but it's not just in Texas. You know, if you have to ask somebody to take you, you know, mm-hmm. you have to put a chain on you. Right. Okay. But, but it's like really making a whole state. And Texas is a pretty damn big state. Mm-hmm. Where a woman can't get the care that she needs. And often there are there's care that happens at these clinics, particularly at Planned Parenthood clinics, that goes above and beyond abortion, that are critical to women's health issues. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. you're running them out. Right. Um, I, I was thinking the same thing. I think I um, heard something about how like a news reporter tried to take an Uber to a Planned Parenthood in Texas and she got denied, like her drivers just kept canceling on her. Uh-huh. But it's like, what if you're going to Planned Parenthood not to have an abortion, maybe it's for SCI testing or some other like sexual health related thing. You're isolating access from that too, uh-huh. you know? And uh-huh. that's making it difficult as well. So I totally hear you on that. I Yeah. So, you know, besides raising awareness about what's happening in Texas and also to people that, you know, it could happen in Florida, it could happen Mm -hmm. in Michigan, it could happen all over the place, it could make it to the Supreme Court, and we, you know, I would like to believe that some people would just go by the law itself and not politicize it, but we know better. Mm-hmm. You know, we know better. Besides how raising awareness about this, I mean, what are you hoping that, you know, will click with people? I mean, what's the message that you're trying to, I mean, how do we get through to people? And you know what? And for every woman, who might end up having an abortion. She's got a father, a brother, a boyfriend, whatever, who, how do we make them realize that this is their issue? That's a very good question. Um, 
because we want to see more than just women out there. You know, I want right. those fathers, brothers, those sons mm-hmm. who will grow up and think about what they do. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is talking. We need to destigmatize the word. Abortion is not a bad word. And a lot of people feel liberated by having their abortion because it was the right choice for them. And not everyone has to feel one way. Obviously, there are like a range of emotions that come into play. But we need to, it need, abortion, it should be included in comprehensive sex education. I know this is like so highly politicized, but it needs to be there. If uh-huh. people learn about abortion as an option, um, just like you learn about parenting and pregnancy and adoption, you should learn about abortion. You should learn about it in high school then, you know, at an obviously age-appropriate manner of language, then I think that would work towards us being able to just talk about it in a sense in which it isn't politicized. And it's like, yeah, this is another procedure like getting a prescription for a contraception or, um, you know, having complications like with a pregnancy can result in a miscarriage. You can have an abortion. You can have a surgical abortion or a medication abortion. Like, and just like normalizing, I think, that word and the language that we use surrounding it. And I think it stems from education. Um, but the hope of the rally is, as you mentioned, yes, to spread awareness, but also to keep the momentum going. Because I do agree with you. Where is the rage? I don't know. I do not see it. And mm-hmm. um, the truth is, it can be overturned, and it might be, especially looking at that Supreme Court docket for what's coming up in December, but we need to be mobilizing right now and keep going right now in order to be able to hopefully have a better outcome come September. And even right now, because that ban is still in effect, it is causing harm at this very moment the extent to it will last even after that ban is gone, but we won't see it. And that's, I don't know. How do you make that visible is a very good question. But um, our society just likes to not talk about sexual health or anything that has to do with a pregnant person's body very openly but we like to use language of shame, and we need to stop doing that. I mean, especially, I mean, it, it is, it's more than that. Like, there are, we have, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that you have encountered or heard of women who have been, you know, forced to marry their abuser because they got pregnant. You know, um, there are people who you see where men will get like a slap on the wrist for rape. And it, and now you're saying, oh, well, if she becomes pregnant from it, there's a $10,000 bounty on her. You know, it needs to be, a part, you said part of the whole package when you talk to young people about, you know, age appropriate, but when you talk about sex education, you know, all of these of, of reproductive health, all of these things need to be talked about. You know, I was wondering, and I don't know, but this Texas bill and with some of these other ones, does mm-hmm. it, are they talking about um, like like the morning after pill or something like that? I mean, you know, which, you know, you wonder. I mean, if they're going back to six weeks, I mean, I have heard some of these crazies talk about like from the moment of conception, you know, that mm-hmm. it, is, it is, you know, a life. But you also don't want to say, well, then, shouldn't, not wearing a condom, <laughs> you know. I mean, where's the, where's the bounty on that, <laughs> you know. Where's the bounty on that? But how deep is this going to go? Is it going to go that way to where, you know, like if a woman finds out at six weeks, I mean, which many women don't know they're pregnant before then, mm-hmm. and they go and they, they get a prescription. I mean, would that 
and some of these bills also be banned? It's so hard to say, but it's also not so hard to imagine that coming into existence. Mm. Yeah. This is so scary. Mm-hmm. This is so scary. And, you know, the other people who we need to to be able to reach are women, women who in the last election mm-hmm. and the one before that, who would be who would tell you that they were one issue voters and they voted Republican about abortion. But you know, how do we reach them and make them say, you know, that's your it's a personal choice, first of all. And how can you want to have dominion over another woman's body? in this way and support something like that. And, you know, there's a lot of women in Michigan mm-hmm. who voted red. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Reaching that demographic will be hard as well, but I think it's just got to come from conversations. Um, everyone loves a person who's had an abortion and I think just talking about it more openly and mm-hmm. also if we can make it more open with education, it's going to help both genders, um, like men and women, as well as all when genders. You, when you, yeah. as part of the message that you're, you're giving, and, you know, it, it, there's so much concern about at conception, but mm-hmm. we still have kids who are being separated from their parents at the border. We still have children who are growing up in foster care, and, you know, we still have kids who are being put out of their homes because they are different. They come out as LGBT. I mean, and these are kids. So this is after the conception and, and you know, and after they get here. We still have children around the world who are starving, you know, I, who don't have access to clean water. Are you going to, do you ever want to make that point when you're when you're talking about abortion rights? Or do you try to just sort of like, okay, if I can just get them to focus in that this part is wrong, and then we'll deal with the other part of what happens to these babies after they're born? I think both are very important. Um, Like with the climate crisis being more closer than we know Mm -hmm. and are privileged to realize, I think... We, we really do need to start thinking about what actions and what choice of world we want to live in. Um, yes, it would be great if instead of always fighting over abortion, we could focus on the problems that are here, really here right now, you know. Um, and I think you did a good job of highlighting them. Even the adoption system in the U.S. is very unethical and coercive towards um, pregnant people um, during that process, but if we focused instead, not from a capitalistic mindset of the value that this human will add to the workforce, but instead from a value of what is the, like, capacity of this person to parent or the capacity of, you know, the other children, because it affects... Pregnancy also affects the kids you already have, you know, Um, Uh and that's also a big portion or part of each decision. And so I think if we, like, we need to focus on everything, (laughs) making this world a better place to parent in and also a better place to be accepting of all options, no matter, like, 
what choice you choose. We shame people for not having kids, but then we also shame people for having too many kids. No, like, what's up with that? <laughs> it's, oh, no. Yeah, and then it's like there's this idolized, like, pregnancy pathway, you know, like, first you're going to go to college, then and everyone has to go to college, then everyone has to get married, because monogamy is the only way to go about this, and then everyone needs to have only, like, two kids. Any more than two is too many, and any less than two is not okay. And Uh then you have to, you know, work for 40 years, half a lifetime, crazy amount, and then pay a ridiculous amount of price to send your kids to college to maybe buy a house. Like, the whole way that we have this life set up is not it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then, then, you know, you might be broke, but you're going to have a gender reveal party you know, mm. not thinking about what what world you're bringing this kid into. I mean, it's just like, oh, my God, we are, you know, sometimes you go like, you know, we are really screwed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, there are people like you and the members of the Lunar Doula Collective who I I mean, you are thinking about it. And part of the way to think about it is to be supportive of, kind to, care for women at a time when they're really vulnerable, when they really need us. And you know what? And how we are to them. Mm -hmm. You know, if we can show love and compassion to women no judgment, and care for them, okay, for that next generation, hopefully they'll learn. And they'll say, you know what, never again. You know, never again will we have to hear about someone overturning Roe versus Wade. You know, it it will become the law of the land, period. Mm -hmm. Full stop, no Supreme Court. It's just going to be codified, forget it. Nobody else is going to do it. Everybody says it, but it's time for our politicians. And you know what? And if they don't get it, maybe they don't need to be our politicians anymore. (laughs) It's time for all of them to to sort of get on board about Mm -hmm. supporting and protecting women, girls. Hey, and in, in a way you're helping building a stronger, healthier community. Yes. So we're going to take our second break, and then we're going to talk about what people can expect and what this rally is going to look at and what are some of the outcomes of it. So we'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode. here on Collections by Michelle Brown, and I hope that all my sisters who had their pink pussy hats, you know, each time when we marched then, who have a mother who can tell you stories. I can recall hearing stories from an elder who talked about, you know, the bad old days and finding out she was pregnant and trying to to do everything humanly possible to to get rid of this baby, and that was before Roe. I mean, I've seen 
documentaries about what happens to women. So we are hoping that all of you are getting out your marching shoes, sneakers, pumps, boots, whatever, you know. And if you want to wear your pink pussy hat, tells us okay too. But where do we want them to be on Sunday? We want them to be on the Diag at the University of Michigan from 1 to 2 p.m. If you come a half hour early, we will be having a poster-making session. We have some supplies, but honestly, in wanting a more environmentally friendly world, I will be bringing, like, old um, Amazon boxes, Trader Joe's bags, anything works. You can make a sign on anything. Um, but, yes, yeah, the Diag at the University of Michigan. Yeah, that that has been such a great place for us to come together. <laughs> and now, um, is it just a rally? Are people going to march? It is uh, just a rally. Um, we're going to have hopefully other reproductive justice organizations from this area and the university join us to give us some community and also shed light on our work because I know it's a little hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and you know, and from this, how I know people will say, "Well, okay, we're going to be up in Michigan and we're going to rally." How's that supporting people in Texas? How will it support women in Texas? So um, the day of the rally, we are all money collected on the diag will be donated to the Texas Equal Access Fund which is a abortion fund in northern Texas. And so the hope is that this rally will also be able to hopefully fundraise for this abortion fund and um, using the momentum that day be able to um, cover the cost of those increasing uh, costs of having an abortion since now people have to go out of state. Um, And also to be able to bring visibility to this issue and keep it on all politicians' radars because we are not stopping. We know there's a lot on their plate in terms of abortion, and we really want them to understand right now is not the time to go backwards. It is never the time to go backwards, but not on this issue especially because we are sick and we're tired of constantly having to debate this. This is... This really isn't up for debate anymore. Um, We would like you to work on expanding access and including it in, like, Medicaid. That would be a step forward. Let's not take a step back because that's really disappointing. Um, And so that's kind of what we're hoping to be able to do to bring these issues to light and also be able to um, fundraise for the T-Fund. So... Okay, so, so if you come up and you're ready for that and you don't, you say, okay, I'm going to support Texas and I do that. But what are some actions that we can take right here in Michigan to make sure that anybody who's, and we know there are some people who have this on their mind, to send a clear message to them? We're not going to elect you. It re-elect you or, yeah at all if you do not represent the views of the public. And the truth is most Americans are okay with some level of abortion. Whatever that weak timeline is or whatever um, procedure to get an abortion, most Americans are okay with it. And so that needs to be reflected in our politics and in our national dialogue. And so we are watching you and we are listening. And if we don't like what we're hearing, we're, you're not going to be elected. We're sick. This post-Trump era, like, we need him to go and we need Hallelujah. anyone who thinks that this sort of thinking is okay or that um, limiting the rights of others even in terms of voting, is okay, is not okay. We're not going to let you get away with this, and we're not going to let you do it. Because if you think that's what democracy stands for, then you need to go back to fifth grade U.S. history. All right. Hey, I'm loving you. Um, 
Now we know. I mean, this is Michigan, and mm-hmm. we know our true women warriors. We don't care. <laughs> we will go. We are going to be there. But um, but you know what? And I also recognize that, and I'm hoping that some people will say, you know what? Yeah, it's easier to sit at home and not. To, oh, somebody might see me out there and know that. But you know what? Somebody needs to see you out there, okay? Mm-hmm. Your neighbor who is on the fence needs to see you out there. You know, your club members need to see you out there, needs to know that you're going there. I mean, so first of all, we need to get over that stigma. We are standing up for our rights. We are standing mm-hmm. up for our sisters, for our community. So first of all, you need to get over there. We need you out there. But I understand that there are some people who are armchair activists who might write that check, and we'll take that too. So (laughs) if someone is a little reluctant to come out there or, you know, for some reason, car won't start, they are not going to make it to Ann Arbor, and they want to send funds, who Mm -hmm. do they send? Can they send it directly to uh, Luna Dula? Uh, yeah, so we have a GoFundMe page. I'm sure if you Googled Luna Dula Support, excuse me, Luna Dula Support Network Reproductive Rights Rally GoFundMe page, it should come up. And also, I want to say that we will have an ASL interpreter at the rally. We will also have, like, the front section of the rally will have chairs in case um, you are not able to stand or um, you would prefer to be at the front of the rally in a seat, like we have those options for you. And if you're not able to come but would love to support us, um, we love to know that you're also able to uh, be a part of this movement in some way. Yeah. And we are not, you know, Men haters. We want our brothers to be there too. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, because there are some politicians who might not want to listen to us, but they'll listen to you. And we want you to stand up and stand shoulder to shoulder with us. So, you know, this is a gender free. We want everybody to be up on the diet on Sunday. Um yeah. You know, really. I mean, that's just it. We just want you there. I love your idea because, you know what, I have said, you know, every time I get an Amazon box, I said, you know, why don't they put a deposit on it and come pick it back up or something? <laughs> because there is, I think that's a great idea. Be good to the environment, you know, because, you know, every child that is born has the right to come into a world that we're taking care of, you know. <laughs> so if that's your, your thing. Make your sign. We'll have, you know, I'm sure that someone else will hear this, and they'll bring boxes up there and, you know, make your sign. Come up. But most importantly, we want people to be there, to lift their voices, to open their hearts, and to say to anybody, because you know what? You never know who might be standing there who has experienced a miscarriage, an abortion, the stigma, to let them know that, you know what, there is no shame. We love you. We are here for you. We stand with you. And that's what's important. A hundred percent. You know, I look forward to seeing you Sunday. I've got a big hug for you. Yeah, I I am so honored that you will be there, and we cannot wait to hear you speak and be amazed by your presence as well. And you know what? And I hope that just like how I felt, you know, wow, we're still talking about this, I look forward to the day when all of us can sit back and say, we did enough. We, We stood there and we did it. So another generation isn't going like, Okay, we got a new new group in the White House and a new group in at the Supreme Court. We got to fight this battle again. We're going to put a nail in the coffin of 
of not only this Texas bill, but everyone else who would deny a, a, a really personal, fundamental, basic. You know what? It's a human right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for being taking the time to talk about this. Um, again, y'all come. <laughs> Oh, my God, of course. Thank you so much for having me here and uh, helping to spread the word about the rally. We really appreciate everything that you're doing, and we look forward to seeing you as well. Oh. Okay, does it, is there anything that anyone needs to know as far as parking, or should they plan on getting there early and parking away, or anything like that that they need to know before I let you go? Um. So it's on a Sunday, so there's no football game. Yay! <laughs> yeah. And we don't know football. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, so hopefully that'll make parking easier. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know too much about parking because I don't have a car here, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm not the best person to ask. But I want to say that street parking is free on the weekends for the most part. Okay. All right, that's, you know, parking is free. You don't want to park, ride with a friend. You know, that's a good way to do it. You know, find five friends in your area and you all carpool and come on up there. You know, save gas, save the environment. Show up. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's that's the final word. Show up. (laughs) I like it. I want to thank my guests from the Lunar Dula Collective. On Sunday, October 24th, there'll be a rally on the University of Michigan Dyad from 1 to 2 p.m. to protest the recent passing of Senate Bill 8 in Texas and an abortion case being on the upcoming Supreme Court docket. It's time to codify Roe v. Wade passing a law that would affirm a pregnant person's right to an abortion without undue interference. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.